In the famous words of Disney's animated character Stitch, This is my family. I found it all on my own. It's little and broken, but still good. Yeah, still good. I'm Annalise, and this is The Good, The Bad, The Family. Today, let's discuss how we define family. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. So today, we're going to discuss this idea of a definition of family, or if there even is one. There might not really be a way to, you know, write it down in a in a dictionary. What is family? Although I'm sure family is written down in the dictionary. I just didn't think it was important to look it up for this discussion because I want to talk about how as individuals we define family. And I think um, in my blog, I wrote about how this question is answered by a deeply personal answer. Everyone has a different experience with their family or with the idea of family. And, you know, I chose to open up this podcast with a quote from the Disney movie Lilo and Stitch. And the quote, this is my family. I found it all on my own. I think really speaks to people's experiences where their family isn't necessarily a safe place. It's not a healthy dynamic and uh, they don't feel accepted or loved within their family. And then they go out and find a family or like in the movie, uh, the character Stitch didn't have a family and he found one. And I think that's kind of a really special way to look at family, especially if your family is toxic or dangerous or unhealthy. Um, And I think... We can even explore the larger question of what is family. Um, I was kind of thinking about, how am I going to organize this podcast? What am I going to talk about? And I thought, let's just go all the way back. And uh, for me, uh, as I grew up Catholic and, and Christian, and I just sort of, my instinctual response was to go to the Bible, right? And to, to look at Okay, how was it first defined in the Bible, which for a large percentage of the population, whether you're still practicing Christianity or not, a lot of us grew up that way. And so I think um, it was sort of a natural response for me. And I just thought, okay, well, in, in the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis, you know, God created the first family. And when we look at just God creating Eve to be with Adam, that was the first family. He did not want people to be alone. And I think, you know, no matter what your beliefs are, I think there is sort of this, this instinct and we're a social species and we're meant to be together. We're meant, and, and, and we actually do come from family. We all have a birth mother. We all have a birth father. And I guess, you know, in a sense, Adam and Eve are those first parents um, and that first family. But I think too, like, we don't just come from family, we create family. Um, when I got married to my husband, we became family. Even though I feel like we were family long before our wedding day, we we legally created family and, and in the church we created our family. And then we had children together and we actually physically created family by the act of having children. And I think that that's like a really interesting kind of thing to wrap my head around. Like, 
okay, we're, we're born into a family, but then we create a family. But I don't think family just exists within the idea of like marriage and babies. You know, if we look at sort of how culture defines family, of course, it's going to be different in every culture, every religion, every faith. Um, but within my own sort of framework and, and experience, Family in my in the cultures I've existed in have been defined as military family, or uh, my Catholic family, or uh, you know my my Albuquerque family, um, sports teams. You know I feel like the the New Mexico United soccer team, its fans have a sense of a family and unification, but that doesn't go really deep into what a family can do for each other, right? And so we think about maybe relating on a, on a deeper level because military family is a term used widely across all branches of military in the, in the United States armed forces. It's this idea that we're sort of stranded in a, in a town, in a city that we don't know anything about. We're sort of forced upon the culture of that community. We have to get to know schools, neighborhoods, uh, where to grocery shop, where to take our kids uh, for, you know, activities, what kind of uh, hiking trails there are that are safe, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we rely on the people that are stationed there to be our guides. We trust them. I remember um, the first base that we went to after having our first child. We had moved from Washington State to Florida, and I met someone in the cry room at church wonderful, wonderful mom. And it was like dating in a sense, because you're sort of like strangers, but you have that instant connection of being military spouses. And I just remember, I don't, I don't know this person, but I'm trusting them. And I asked her if she would be my emergency contact for my child on their paperwork. And like, I don't even know this person, but that is the trust that we have with our military family. Of course, I've met plenty of military uh, people, spouses and active duty are just like totally awful. And I, you know, I would never trust them to be my child's emergency contact. But I mean, I think really what the point is, is that I saw this person, they were, at the same church I went to, their military spouse, kind of same age as me, have a kid the same age as my kid. And it was just like, okay, I, I've got to trust you. And I think that is also a part of a family in the sense of blood family, blood relatives. We have aunts and uncles and cousins and, you know, second cousins. I mean, I have my dad's cousins I call uncle, even though we're, they're not my uncle. Like we have all these connections with people. And we don't necessarily really know them other than like family gatherings. And of course we're really close with some of our, our extended family, but in a sense, we just have that trust with them. We just trust them because they're our family. And uh, I think for some people that trust is, is taken advantage of. And um, you know, they, they, they say that statistically, Children are more likely to be hurt or harmed by a family member or someone that the family knows. And I think it's because that we have that immediate trust because they're family. Um, and I think that it's kind of it's kind of hard to talk about that 
idea of how we define family or what family means to us because it's not always easy. I certainly don't take for granted that my family is very close. Uh, My parents are very intertwined, maybe a little too intertwined into my life and my siblings' life, but we love each other very much and we would never intentionally harm each other. And I think for some people, their family has not been that experience. And I would imagine that in those types of family situations, it is very important to reach out to outside of our, our blood family and find that sort of identified family. Um, you know, and, and I think that is why we, we need to include family as being a chosen family too. So when we talk in this podcast about family, we're not just talking about blood family, brothers and sisters. We're talking about family as in like the people that you identify as your family, that you would call a brother, even though you're not blood brothers, uh, which sometimes can be a stronger bond than blood brothers. Um, I know that I have friends who don't even really have a relationship with their siblings. They have nothing in common. And, and some people grow up years apart, 10, 15 years apart from their siblings and lived a completely different life with their parents because the entire family dynamic changed. So family can be very, very, uh, diverse. Um, I kind of, the word that's like coming in my head is thick family. And that's like kind of a weird word, but that's really what's coming in my, now I can't think of anything else, but thick family's thick, like thick as in like cement. Um, which I guess is kind of, you know, I, I always say this too in sessions with my clients. My metaphors are just dreadful. I, if there's a book out there, will you please email me a book for helpful metaphors? Because I'm really bad at metaphors. Okay, so so going back to this idea that family is like thick cement. I think I'm going to put that on the table and, and pause on that for a little bit. And maybe I'll come back to it later when I've sort of uh, figured out what I meant by that. But let's just keep going on. So, so we talked about how family, you know, is blood. Family goes back to the Bible and Adam and Eve. And, and family is also sort of a community family, military life. I know um, friends of mine would consider people in the LGBTQ plus community as family, right? They, they share experiences that some of us would never even be able to understand or, or comprehend. And, and they are bonded in that. And I think too, like, Family for me is like culture in Hispanic culture, family and blood are like everything. And um, I just remember the first time that my husband's family, we were taking family photos. And I'm, I am not even kidding. I just, I laugh about this now, but in the moment I was kind of younger in my early 20s and it was just like really bizarre and I didn't know how to react to it, but now I laugh. So we're taking family photos and they have a blood family photo and an in-law family photo and then one of us all together. And um, it was really strange because my children are included in the blood family photo, but I'm not. And I just think that's such a weird thing. And I'm not sure there was any like malicious intention behind it, but certainly it hurt my feelings to not be included. Like once you're married in your family, your family. And to me, there was no questioning that, but you know, all the, all the in-laws sort of laugh about it and, and we're just the in-laws and, 
and it's sort of an accepted thing. Although part of me wants to challenge it. I like to challenge everything I find wrong, but I just let it go for, for now. So we'll see how the future holds for that. But I think that's that's got to be an experience other people share too, because, you know, blood is blood and blood is everything. And you, you know, when times are tough, you can count on blood. But like, you can't always count on blood. That's just crazy. I think you can count on good, strong, healthy relationships. And so if your family has good, strong, healthy relationships, I think you can count on them. Um, But sometimes we have to go outside of our family and make those good, strong, healthy relationships. And I think fortunately today, law is defining family differently. But, you know, even a couple years ago, the law didn't even sort of follow this idea that we can define our own family. Um, You know, providing benefits to a life partner has not always been easy to do. And I, you know, I can't say, and and hopefully someone out there has an experience they'd be willing to share with me about domestic partnership, but you can be not romantically involved and not sexually involved and still want to share your, your work benefits or your, you know, health insurance benefits with your life partner. Um, when we lived in Florida, there were lots of women who were, you know, older in their late seventies, their spouses had passed away and they were living with another woman and, and they lived together. Maybe one worked or one had benefits from, uh, you know, a health insurance policy or, or social security. And they want to share that with each other. And is that possible? Is that even legal? Are we allowed to do that? If she's identifying that woman as like family, as a sister, as a person I want to give my, my, uh, hard work to, Shouldn't they be allowed to do that? I think it also goes to marriage and marriage equality. Um, certainly, I got a lot of messages growing up Catholic as what marriage meant and, and, and what it should be. And I'm not trying to go into like a religious discussion here. But I think it's important when we talk about family to talk about marriage equality. Uh, if we're going to say that we get to identify our family and have this chosen family, most certainly we should be able to choose our marriage partner and our spouse. And I think that now marriage equality is becoming accepted and it's becoming legal. I think that's really, really important because we choose our spouse. We choose our family. We're born into a family, but we also choose our family. And it's important that everybody have the opportunity to choose their family because Nobody should have to live with a toxic family. And and as sad as it is, and, and I think that a lot of people do come to therapy to deal with family issues, which I would, I mean, I don't have any statistics in front of me, but I would wager that that's like a large portion of, of people seeking therapy, going to the root of family issues or the way they were raised. If we're going to try to have a healthy society, we've got to be able to choose the family that we live with and I think it's important that, um, you know, people be able to choose their family in any sense. If you want to live with with um, a non-romantic partner and call them family, I think that's great. And if you want to have uh, a same-sex spouse and or, you know, I know, geez, polyamory is really becoming a, a normal thing. And people are discovering how to have polyamorous relationships 
um, in a healthy way and, and an equal relationship that way, raising children together in polyamorous relationships. So I think that uh, family is very diverse. And our definition when we talk in this podcast needs to be accepting of all all definitions of family. Um, I also think it's kind of interesting And when I was thinking about this particular podcast and this being the second podcast I made. The first one was super easy because it's just an intro and I get to talk about myself. This one is probably going to be the most difficult one I do because it is sort of setting the tone for the rest of my podcast and the discussions that we have together. Um, and certainly I don't want to always be talking alone. So I, I'm definitely planning on having people join me and I hope that we can do that in, in the near future. But I think what really, really strikes me is that no matter, how, like as a therapist, no matter how a couple or a family is arranged, without judgment, I can always provide treatment. By looking at the system, so in in my uh, on, on my website, I kind of define like my own philosophy towards treatment, and I'm just gonna read it so that I don't mess it up because I spent a long time trying to write it. So okay, so whether it's mechanical parts, humans, or animals, all systems operate with basic principles. So what does this mean to therapy? One person is not the problem; rather, the problem lies within the system. And so kind of coming back, it's like, doesn't matter what the family looks like. Of course, you can, you take into consideration each individual and their experiences and their background and culture. But ultimately, as far as like how I plan and arrange treatment, without judgment, I can treat any family, any system, any group of people by looking at how the system is arranged and how it's functioning, even if it's dysfunctional. And so I think... It's not really important in family therapy how I define family, but it's most important how the clients and the system define family or define their system. Maybe they don't even want to call it family. And so I think, you know, when I'm talking about topics in this podcast, fun, serious, maybe weird, maybe uncomfortable, I am always coming from my uh, point of view. Because I'm the one talking and, and when I have guests coming in, they're always going to be t- speaking from their point of view. But ultimately, like, I want to learn about every point of view. I want to learn about every kind of family, every family situation. And so when you're listening to me, I encourage you to question my thinking, question my opinions, and share with me your thoughts on that. Because that is the best way to learn about the different kinds of families, the different family situations, the different family dynamics, and the different family definitions. Because I can only know what I know or what I seek to know. And I seek to know everything, which is a blessing and a curse. But I really want to know about your family. So if you're listening and you want to share about your family, please just know this is a safe place to share about your family. And I am here to support you in all things family and all things. So if you'd like to share any stories about your family, you can email me at contact at annaliselucero.mft.com. Before we part ways, if you want to hear more, please subscribe. 
And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at alucero.mft. If you'd like to email me a story about your family, you can email me at contact at annaliselucero.mft.com. See you next time.